listener. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Broadsheet's Features Editor, and I'm the host of this brief audio guide to Sydney. Today we have Chiswick's head sommelier, Georgie Davidson-Brown, in the studio. She's worked at some amazing restaurants, including Lume in Melbourne and Arana in Adelaide. And she's on a mission to bring more wines by women winemakers to diners at Chiswick. But first, Broadsheet's Holly Warns is here to tell us about the fun and funky and very K-pop-ish new digs for Seoul Deli. It's bigger than its previous cafe, and thankfully, it's still serving those Korean fried chicken hotcakes. Hey Holly, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Really good. So we were recently talking about Bar Seoul, which is a brand new one. It's a a kind of Korean tapas bar that is brought to us by the team behind Seoul Dining and Seoul Deli. And we were also talking about how they have brought that new bar into the old space of Seoul Deli. That's correct. Yeah. So a few weeks ago, they made the announcement that Seoul Deli would be relocating. And I think for the locals, that was like a bit of a shaker because... They have a really cult following and it's with good reason, you know, they're doing Korean dishes really well with all these signature twists. But um, the good news is it's just down the road. So yeah, Bar Seoul is in there now and Seoul Deli is just moved into the Age Hotel, which is should be opening hopefully this month, if not early next month. Um, yeah, so they've taken the vacant space in there. Like at the time they were kind of went really looking to relocate the cafe. It was just that was a better fit than the bar. Yeah, this new space is really so exciting. much bigger, isn't it? So this new space is bigger and more colourful yeah. than the previous version. What does it look like? Yeah, so I guess in the words of Ayanash, I loved it when she was like, it's really fun, funky and K-pop-ish. So I feel like that paints a really good visual in your head. There's lots of references to kind of K-pop. So it's really colourful. The building itself was actually quite modern, I guess. So yeah, they've kind of really blended in well with that. There's mustard booths, um, pink tile top tables now. It's, it's really fun. You mentioned this cult following and I know so many people will be curious to know that the Korean fried chicken hotcakes are still on the menu. Are they still there? They're still there, yes. Have they made any changes to the menu? So there's a few new additions. There's the bimbap bowls, which they've already had a lot of, but yeah, they've added a new one there. There's also Korean street toast, which is big fluffy bread served with like an omelette type thing. And yeah, Isla, the co-owner, mentioned that there could be some more dishes that are going to continue to add to the menu when the hotel opens. I think like with the new clientele, they'll kind of gauge what that feels like, what that looks like for the menu. Um, And it's also truffle season. So that's kind of in the background as well. Um, But yeah, so stay tuned for the the updates. They also have a signature drink, which is like an instant coffee. If people haven't tried it before, what's it like? Um, It's like... You know, it's an instant coffee, but their twist on it is quite creamy. Um, it's a little bit sweet, uh, but I really enjoy it. Um, it's like, yeah, I feel like with the the Aussie coffees, we're so used to the milk. So they've done that really well in a, in a really flavoursome way. So you can now find Sol Deli at Unit 1, 212 Riley Street in Surrey Hills. Thanks, Holly. Thanks, Emma. We have Chiswick's head sommelier, Georgie Davidson-Brown, in the studio. She's worked at some amazing restaurants, including Lume in Melbourne, Arana in Adelaide. And she's on a mission to bring more wines by female winemakers into diners at Chiswick. Georgie, you've had an interesting start in wine appreciation. You moved from Queensland to Melbourne for theatre, but you ended up in Hospo. How did you go from theatre lover to wine connoisseur? 
uh, the industry in the theatre is quite challenging <laughs> and I fell into hospitality. I did a, uh, a Certificate 3 course and just kind of covered the basics of everything and then I fell very much in love with hospitality and now it's been 10 years, so <laughs> I don't think I've really looked back. But there's definitely an element of theatre to, to hospitality, so it's nice to kind of mix the two. Let's talk about your experiences in Melbourne and also Adelaide. First of all, we were just talking about before we hit record a situation where you worked in a fine diner and suddenly all the lights went out, but it was one of your favourite memories. Can you share that with us? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think it was probably one of my favourites purely because I was only 19 years old. I was very young, relatively fresh in the industry, still to this day unsure of how I got there. But it was a pretty incredible team to be a part of. I think the biggest thing was just the professionalism. We had no power, no lights. The dining experience was all done by candlelight. The guests thought it was really wild and awesome. Some people didn't even notice, which is wild because it got really dark and really hot. It was the middle of summer, like 42 degrees extra candles everywhere, increasing the heat. But just the professionalism that the rest of the team had was amazing. It was so cool to be a part of and we all just, despite that we were sweltering and sweaty. You also worked at Arana, which was uh, Doc Zonfrillo's restaurant and one of the best restaurants in the country for a really long time. What are your memories of working there and also working with him? Lots of smoke. Lots of fun, incredible knowledge and incredible passion. He truly was second to none in, in terms of passion and I had a huge amount of respect for him. Um, the Australian education system in terms of First Nations people is relatively poor. So it was pretty incredible for me to get to learn so much through meeting aunties and just having that experience. I was only there for kind of the last nine or so months of operation, but it was still just spectacular to work alongside both Jock and the team. And it's been amazing to follow everyone's journeys. And it's pretty surreal and pretty heartbreaking of, of what has recently happened. But um, I'll always treasure that time in my heart. I think the biggest sadness was that I was always hanging on that maybe there would be an Arana 2.0 coming on board. And so it was kind of a very sad closing of the chapter. But, you know, I was flooded with memories and, and really fantastic experiences from my short time there. And, you know, there was a lot of love in that community. It was amazing. You've recently joined Chiswick in Sydney. What is your role at the restaurant? Head sommelier is my official title. Beverage lead, probably a little bit more, you know, we're not a small restaurant by size, but we're not a mammoth restaurant either. And it's just kind of, I think I'm better at my job by being across multiple facets. And then obviously my history as well in hospitality has not just been wine related as much as I would have loved to. I've always worked in smaller venues, you know, Arana probably being the smallest. We only sat 31 people. Actually, pardon me, there was a wine bar that only sat 26 as well. So small venues where you kind of have to have fingers in every pie, so to speak. And I think it's beneficial as well because I can be across channels. I can jump in and help. You know, I'm not just some. If tables need clearing, if bathrooms need cleaning, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Not just a som at all, but <laughs> one of the funnest things that I've read recently is an interview with you and Broadsheet's Lucy Bellbird, where you said you thought wine tasted of vinegar and sadness. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, you didn't always love it. I didn't. I'm starting to regret <laughs> saying so loudly <laughs> that wine tasted like vinegar. But it's true, you know, it's, it is a really complicated thing to enjoy. And there is a trend 
generation to generation where we will avoid drinking things that our parents drank because we just view it as uncool. My parents weren't big drinkers, but they met in a wine club. So there was a part of me that was like, that's pretty lame. My parents like that must be gross. Uh, And then obviously we've seen a huge influx in gin and ready to drink RTD cans and things. It's a hard thing to love and it's really complicated, particularly when I couldn't understand or taste the flavours in the wines. I just thought everyone was a liar and I was (laughs) like, all right, (laughs) you should get a hobby. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, No, I just, it was a a really challenging drink and because I didn't drink either outside of like rum and Coke, it was a challenge. So what was the wine that changed your mind? A 2011 Shiraz from Heathcote really average year. I think that would have been in very early 2014. So a couple of years of bottle age coming from a cool wet year. Um, It's not that I particularly fell in love with that wine by any means, but it was just the first wine where I could actually understand flavours. You know, as soon as you put your nose in the glass, it was just this plush bouquet of plums and, and black pepper. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Why does it smell like that? Why does it taste like that? What changed? And then I very immediately enrolled in my Wesset Level 2, so the Wine and Spirits Education Trust, and I got to have a better understanding of what created those flavours and those scents. And then it's just so historical. And I think having a a background in theatre and also having history as my favourite subjects at school, it just kind of was a blend of everything. You know, it's theatrical, it's incredible, it tells a story, it has a sense of place, and I just fell head over heels in love. One of the other things that you're working on at the moment, aside from sitting exams, you're quietly making sure that there are as many women winemakers or female identifying winemakers on the menu at Chiswick. Tell me more about that. I just think, as in so many industries, female representation is just completely underrated. And because historically as well, women who maybe had ideas, but just historically couldn't patent those ideas. They had to be under their husband's names. And, you know, that's not as much the case today, but there's still so many wineries and wines that we drink and spirits and other ideas that we, you know, use in our day-to-day life that was invented by a woman and you just wouldn't know. You know, you've either grown up around it and it's just, you just don't think anything of it. But I just, I really want to get that representation out. You know, it's such an incredible industry to be a part of. Are there any women winemakers doing anything differently that you would like to shout out? Tessa Brown from Vigneron, Schmelzer and Brown, probably my biggest crush. She's truly incredible. There is so many people that I would love to shout out. But Tess, I met actually when I was working at Lume. Um, I left my previous job two days before I officially resigned to go and do a three-day vintage with her. And I got on a bus to, from Melbourne to Beechworth for three, three and a half hours or something, arrived in the middle of the night. Uh, and I just had the most incredible time. She's so generous with her knowledge, with her time, with her wine. I, she's meticulous, brilliant. She heroes other people. She's just so cool. I, I am obsessed. <laughs> Is she on the menu? Yes. We're pouring her Prete Blanc. So her and her partner, Jeremy, make the wines. They've got uh, Austrian and German heritage, and there's a wine coming from Vienna in Austria called Gemischtesatz, which is basically an aromatic white blend. I think it directly translates to aromatic Venetian wine or something, Uh, but it can have up to like 13 different varieties in it, maybe more, and they've chosen to do four varieties coming from the Whitlands, so King Valley, High Plateau, very cold in Victoria. 
So there's is Pinot Gris, Sauvignon Blanc, Riesling and Silvana. And it's just so yum. And it goes so well with so many dishes that we have at Chiswick. So it's really great. Any in particular? We've got a really, really, really yummy tuna crudo at the moment. And it's just aromatic and bright and fresh. And it's not kingfish sashimi, which I love, but is on every single menu in every restaurant all over the world. We've actually just launched the winter menu. So we've got lots of fun, new, exciting things to play with. Are there any wines around the world that you would like to travel to be able to taste? I am dying to get to Spain to try sherry directly from the barrel. I have the palate of an 80-year-old woman. I have been told this, but sherry is truly, truly incredible. It is a master art. It is so complicated, so complex, so unbelievably delicious. It breaks my heart that people think that it's daggy. Um, trying to change that, there are some pretty incredible female sherry makers. And it just, they're such a fascinating style. They can be quite polarizing, but you know, champagne is incredible. I love champagne, don't get me wrong, and I'm never going to say no to a glass, but it's becoming more and more inaccessible in terms of price points just because they've had a horrendous string of vintages just not making as much export market everything to take into consideration. Sherry, unfortunately, they're not making as much because the demand just isn't there. But it's a great thing to start as well, especially if you're having like oysters or anchovies, nice salty fresh seafood. There's a, Honestly, there's a style of sherry for every type, but fino and manzanilla are definitely the best to start with. Well, thanks so much for coming in and telling us a little bit about your obsession and your new your new interest in wine. It's no longer vinegar and sadness. It is for very you. much no longer vinegar and sadness. <laughs> so where can people find you most days of the week? Uh, most days of the week, I am at Chiswick in Wallara, pouring lots of delicious drops for everyone to drink. Uh, otherwise, usually probably going for a walk. And they should pull you aside and get you talking about sherry. Maybe. I have... A tendency to go on a tangent about things that I love. Apparently, I bounce as well, <laughs> like a puppy dog. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you've got half an hour for me to ramble about really cool wine, absolutely pull me aside. Nothing would make me happier. I love that about the wine industry, sharing stories and, you know, it gets people excited. It's It's a really intimidating industry. And I think if you've got someone who's just completely nuts about it, hopefully in a good way. Hopefully that just makes makes someone a little bit more interested. Do you still ever go out for just a rum and coke? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks again for coming in. Thank you so much for having it's me. It's a pleasure to meet you. It's lovely to meet you as well. And that's all we have time for today. As always, you can keep up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. Listener Production.